Walker, you can't really understand the state of Israel without the context of why it was founded and or refounded. And you can't really understand the conflict in the Middle East without understanding all the years of history. And I might submit that some folks right now who are saying the most anti-Semitic things, yeah, they got something wrong in their heart, but they also might have something wrong in their head in that they don't really understand the context. All right, man. Welcome back to Cutting Through, another episode here. And um, I'm here with my somewhat capable co-host, Mike Gatto. Mike, how are you doing? I see you're uh, I'm doing great. giving off that uh, Don Johnson vibe right here. I'm getting that energy from you. You know, the depressing thing is that anybody who's watching this is probably under about 35. 40. Yeah. yeah, third or 40, they can have no idea who Don, Don Johnson is. For the record, though, for people who are watching around the country, it is about 80 degrees here in Los Angeles on November 21st. So it's, uh, my dress is entirely appropriate. That is crazy. 80. Nuts. That's hot. Nuts. Well, thanks for being on. Thanks for being on. Really appreciate it. So what's on your mind? I mean, what's what's been keeping you busy yeah. in the news? You know what, Mike? I got to, I want to talk about something. Something that's been on my mind. All right. I'm in my 50s, right? Um... Something has happened in the past two months that I never thought I would experience in my lifetime. I did not know this existed. Um, and it's really, honestly, I mean, I'd be very serious with you here. I am literally shook by the amount of anti-Semitism I see happening on a daily basis in public places. Um, and now I don't see it. Let me rephrase that. I don't see it personally happening. But if you go on Twitter, if you watch the news, if you read the paper, in in public spaces that I had no idea that this existed, that these feelings existed, where people are shouting things like "Jews go home," you know, "colonizer," you know, what you know, all the different things that people are saying. Mike, it, honestly, nothing. I have not experienced anything in my life that has been equivalent to this because I had no idea that this type of sentiment actually existed in our society today. What's your take on that? Gosh, I have lots of feelings. So first of all, I have been shocked as well by the amount of anti-Semitism that we're seeing. The willingness of people when discussing the war in the Middle East to immediately make it about Jews versus, you know, about Israel and Palestine, right? Uh, the, the sentiments that come out, these sort of deep-seated, very angry sentiments that come out, in many cases leading to violence, in many cases leading to people doing things that are very horrible. And, and David, the craziest thing about this is we're seeing things like, you know, that those, those people who bum-rushed the airport in Dagestan mm -hmm. in, the, in the Soviet Union or the former Soviet Union. This is a province, and I looked it up, where there is no Jewish population. These are people who have never met somebody of the Jewish faith. And yet somehow something has whipped them into this crazy frenzy where they heard that a plane was landing at their airport that might have Jewish people on it. And they rushed the airport. We've all seen the video. There is something crazy going on. And I agree with you. It is very, very strange. The question that I ask you though, and this is a question that, that I've discussed with a lot of folks, and that is, is it possible that this very strong undercurrent was always there and we're just seeing it now because of social media? Or is it something else or is it a mix of both? So what do you think about that? I think that it has, I don't know if it's quote always been there, 
but I think it is there and has been growing over time. Um, I think as we look into the universities and the colleges, how easily and quickly it just flowed out right after the right after you know the attacks in Israel, um, right after the Hamas attacks, how it just it, the the the, the uh, banners were almost printed overnight. You know what I mean? The the statements were already, you know, it, uh, on ready to be written or had already been written. It, so it, honestly, it had to have already been there. Um, and how many university professors, you know, immediately came out saying things about about Jews? Again, as you said, not necessarily about Israel, but about Jews. Um, and so I think two things, Mike. I think it's a combination of both. I think it has been there and has been growing. And that is the um, social media has tapped into it and allows it honestly to grow further. It is created like a, like a, uh, you know, like a bacteria, you know, or shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? How it, it just grows when it, when it gets around oxygen. And we should be, we should be very clear before going forward that my co-host and I are not Jewish. Uh, not at all. Uh, no. We're not Jewish at all. We're, we're not Muslim. Nope. Uh, David is a Mexican guy from uh, from Sacramento by way of Texas, and I'm an Italian guy from Los Angeles, right? Um, but these types of things are things that we notice, and they worry us. And that is something where you you have to say that, like, when other people start to worry about something, you know, it has reached a pretty serious thing. Um, a question that I have, and this is one that's fascinating, is the cause, right? And I'll speak briefly about what I think the cause is, and I'd love your opinion about it. The best guess as to the cause that I've heard, actually, I can attribute to United States Congressman Brad Sherman. And the interesting thing is he said this to me five, six years ago, but then I heard Bill Maher say this on national television about five or six weeks ago. And that is that people of the older generation, certainly people in their 70s and 80s, certainly people in their 40s and 50s, we were raised knowing that the Jewish people have been picked on. We were raised knowing about World War II. We were raised knowing about the various wars that Israel has faced since its existence. We were raised grasping that Israel has been attacked several times, and that it is this little sea of, of a, a Jewish state surrounded by you know, all these other Arab states. But the younger generation has only seen a very strong Israel. They have only seen an Israel that has the latest technology, the best army, and frankly, a lot of power in the region. And so what Bill Maher said is basically this, America likes the underdog, but our generation has a different underdog. And the generation now possibly might have the wrong underdog. And you know, to me, that was pretty deep because it, it really does resonate where you can't really understand the state of Israel without the context of why it was founded and, or refounded. And you can't really understand the conflict in the Middle East without understanding all the years of history. And I might submit that some folks right now who are saying the most anti-Semitic things, yeah, they got something wrong in their heart, but they also might have something wrong in their head in that they don't really understand the context. Yeah, I think that's that's well put, Mike. And I think we're kind of on similar pages here. Um, I think that our society, especially the younger generations, for whatever reason, um, some could put political motives to it, you know, some could put like, um, they've been, you know, the, the universities have been, you know, planted with certain types of people. I, I, I don't get into that. I have no idea. But I have noticed that our younger generations, 
um, have tended to look down on strength. Um, and there's become an almost fetishization of victimhood. And, um, and I say, I use that word specifically. I don't mean uh, a sympathy for victimhood. I mean a fetishization of victimhood, where it's all about victimhood all the time to the detriment of yourself sometimes. Um, and I believe that a lot of our younger generations do have, 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 be, have adapted that for whatever reason. And we don't need, I don't know the reason. I have no idea, but they have. Um, so take whatever strong and we love even to our own detriment, that which is a victim. And I think you're right. I think that is what ha- has happened to Israel because they don't take a time. They don't take the time to realize why Israel is even there. And I know you and I have talked about having someone who can give a balls and strike history of that area. Because if you look at that area, there have been so many people over the millennia who have been there, who have called that home. I mean, Frick, the British, you know, called it home during the, during, you know, during different periods. Everybody has been there, the Turks, everybody. So, I mean, again, I'm too dumb to try and say more things out loud because I'm not smart enough on the issue. But we're going to have, uh, I know you and I have talked about someone who can give a very objective perspective on the history of that of that land and who can you know stay claim to it and what's true and what's not and just call kind of call balls and strikes on that because honestly i think there's a lack of people calling balls and strikes on this i think everyone you know is kind of taking sides where you and i are just kind of trying to figure it out and saying i had no idea i had no idea and i also yeah and, and on that same on that same theme uh, one other thing that i've noticed is what i call the use of the term indigenous and non-indigenous in a very incorrect context. First of all, everybody on the globe is indigenous somewhere. And unless you are talking about something very specific, like, like you know, in Australia, you are saying here are the Aboriginal people who are indigenous to Australia and somebody else is a descendant of non-indigenous people. That is a specific and proper usage. However, I feel like the term has come to basically mean this concept of, you know, alleged oppressors and alleged oppressed, it's come to be a term that means people of color versus non-people of color, um, you know, and, but, but I'll tell you something again, not Jewish, um, but I get offended when people say that Jews or the, the, the Hebrew people are not indigenous to the Middle East. Um, I, I usually follow it up with a question. What's, well, then where are they indigenous to? I mean, like, where is their homeland? Right. I mean, even if you argue that there was some intermarriage over the centuries during the diaspora, um, to say that they're not indigenous to the Middle East is offensive. It's ahistorical. I mean, look, I, I've bored lots of people with my talks on ancient history, but I did study ancient history. And you don't need to resort to the Bible or religious texts to understand that the Jewish homeland is Israel. And this is a place that was taken from them by my people and other people who have come through there. And that is something that, you know, more power to them. They, they were able to come back in large numbers. Um, and that is something that is really, uh, I think, a positive. Um, but when people start calling them non-Indigenous, that is really weird. I mean, that is very demeaning. And for someone who studied history, I get offended at that. It's almost like, you know, they get these token phrases and they repeat the token phrases because the their education on the issue doesn't go much deeper than that. I know I know I saw Susan Sarandon was dropped by her at her her agency today. Uh, it just it's not every day you look at this, Mike, another there's another person dropping 
because of some anti-Semitic statements. I, I had no idea. I, if you would, I never would have seen this coming. You know, my, when I look at some of these protests, like what happened at MIT with those poor kids in the, in the library and um, the deans and the librarians or the deans kind of just left them like in that glass wall library while the uh, pro-Palestinian students banged on the doors. If you would have put that in grainy black and white film, right, that could have been 1938. It really could have been. And when people say, how did that happen? How did, how did, you know, how did the Holocaust happen? Like, kind of happened like that. You know what I mean? It didn't happen all at once. It happened by drips and drops. And it happened by people turning their head. And what I add to that is, look, folks, I mean, the world screwed up in the 30s and 40s. I mean, all of us, anybody alive, screwed up in the 30s and 40s with a lot of, with, with few exceptions. Here is, for lack of a better word, an opportunity. Here is another chance for the world to speak up when they see injustice. And by the way, I include in that injustice to anybody. Um, you know, any time that a child dies as a result of a war, it is a tragedy and it should be stopped. Um, but what we're talking about today right now, the subject is the anti-Jewish sentiment that for whatever reason, people are feeling more and more comfortable to express. The world screwed up in the 30s and 40s. Here's a chance not to screw up this time. Here's a chance to speak up and say that we're not going to allow this to happen on a watch. And I think that is um, a very powerful thing that anybody listening can do. Well, Mike, that's what was on my mind. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you letting me talk through it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think this will be just one of many discussions that you and I have on this or on issues related to it. In, in, in the near future. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thanks for being here. And if you like what you heard, subscribe. Hey, if you like what you hear, like and subscribe. It really means a lot. And we would love to have you coming back every week. Thank you.